You don't want to miss today's episode because it's about a lady who was high in the Communist Party in the hierarchy. She taught at the university, all the propaganda of the party. She handed out the literature. She did everything against God. But wait till you hear her testimony today. Square, a place where, where mighty missiles were paraded for years to show the, the might of uh, the USSR. And now we're at a situation where uh, while freedom opened up for some time, it's starting to close down again. But freedom's still open on the airwaves, and so we're utilizing those airwaves right now to, to capture the hearts and minds of many of the Russian people. It still is exciting to be here, though, to think of some years ago, we could never walk these streets, but we are right now. How long? I don't know, but uh, it's time to reach these people for Jesus Christ. Here I am in Red Square. Soaking wet. I don't know where the rain came from, but uh, this is not what we were expecting. <laughs> it's still pretty neat, though, to be in the middle of all this history. Well, this is supposedly about making a wish, but... Uh, Really, it's an easy way to give the ladies some bread and things. Apparently, this is a zodiac, and uh, it has some connotations. Not many people seem to know what it's all about, but it certainly does supply these little ladies with some food on the table. The two beautiful gates behind me are actually recreations of the ones that were constructed in the 1600s. But Lenin didn't like them because they impeded his armies of marching in and out of Red Square. They're absolutely beautiful, and I wish you could be here to really see. We're going to go on inside now and check out Red Square a little more where all the ICBMs paraded back and forth during communist Russia. Here in Red Square, Russian history and the symbols of communism are everywhere. Lenin's tomb sits in the middle of the square and has been visited by millions of people from around the world.
Приезжайте к нам почаще, привозите своих друзей. Привет Америке там. I'm standing here actually with Nicholas II. Nicholas II was the last czar of Russia. In 1916, he resigned his office. Shortly thereafter, the communists took him, threw him into captivity in Siberia. He stayed there for a year, and finally they executed him and all of his family. And so ended the reign of the czars. The early 20th century was a time of great unrest in Russia. In 1904-05, the Russians were defeated in the Russo-Japanese War, and many social groups in Russia began to demonstrate their displeasure with the state of the Russian government led by Tsar Nicholas II. This culminated in the massacre of peaceful demonstrators in St. Petersburg Square on January 9, 1905, better known as Bloody Sunday. This set in motion the events that changed Russia and the world. Labor strikes crippled the nation and Nicholas, in an attempt to get the nation moving again, promised to establish an elected assembly to advise the government. In 1914, with the outbreak of World War I, his power was strengthened, but only for a short time. The gulf between the ruling class and the proletariat grew. In March 1917, Tsar Nicholas II abdicated his throne and he and his family were taken to Siberia. Joseph Stalin became the Secretary General of the Communist Party in 1922 and for the next quarter of a century ruled the Soviet Union with an iron fist. In the early 20th century, uh, exile from Siberia was done away with, but he brought it back with a vengeance. So much so that it was known as basically the death camp. In 1928, it started out with 28,000 people in the Siberian camps. Ten years later, there was over eight million people, and all you had to do was joke about Stalin. Stalin brought some 25 million households under the collective state control within a few short years. Any uncooperative peasants were arrested en masse and were shot, exiled, or taken to concentration camps and worked to death. Sergei, tell him he doesn't have to puff on his pipe quite as much now. <laughs> Suffer through, Jim. You'll make it. You'll make it for just a couple minutes. Ready? Yeah. The whole time. Let's go. Well, that's what I wanted uh, Sergey over here to talk a little bit about too. So we have Nicholas II on this side, and Nicholas, your family was killed by the communists. Yes. Uh, and you speak good English. No. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Nicholas. Yep. There. That was. That was it. That was all the English. <laughs> Perestroika was a good thing, unless you were a communist leader like Larissa was. She'd had it all, running the propaganda machine, running a lot of the Communist Party, but now she lost it all until she found AWR. Stay tuned for this story. We'll be right back. I'm here today with Larissa and her daughter, Anna. They've got a phenomenal story today right here at their church. Let's get right to the story. In early 90s, during the collapse of the Soviet Union, some missionaries from Korea came to Kazakhstan, where we were living. They were my first introduction to Christianity. They were telling us about Jesus. In 1994, we were moved to Russia. It was impossible to survive as a Christians in Kazakhstan. In 
In my lectures, I would say God does not exist. The Bible is just fairy tale and nothing more. I was really active and spreading atheism. How old was Anna at this time? During the years that I was teaching atheism, Anna grew from little girl of just two years old to a young lady of 16. So, Anna, you, you became the same way as your mother? That's all you believed? I had no idea about God because we never had any conversation that topic. So I was like the others, growing up in atheistic society with no thought or questions about God or religion. So you were a very strong party line. That's what you believed, that's what you taught. The literature you handed out, everything. Yes, I was on the front line of soldiers of atheism and communism. But we sit here today in front of your church. When I became a Christian, I prayed to God because no one else could help us. We were on our knees every day asking for His help and love. I was asking Him to teach us how to live, how to survive every day. He answered us with His love and happiness. We received word how we were supposed to live. It's really a miracle what happened to us with the happiness we have in Jesus. So from the Communist Party and a leader in that party with money and influence and power to almost nothing but then finding Jesus Christ and realizing you're a princess in the kingdom of God. That's a phenomenal story. Everything in this world is nothing. I left everything, nice apartment, furniture and a good job. We moved to a village with wonderful surrounding of nature. I felt the presence of God. I had to walk a long way to work. As I walked, I prayed to God and thanked Him for the beauty around us. My world changed. Now I was a world with love and happiness. I didn't need to hold onto money or worldly possessions. 
I used to be someone in this world. Now I'm a child of God. I was always sick. Now that I'm a Christian, I feel younger. God has set my mind free of cares of this world. I have new life and I'm so happy with Jesus now. I want to repeat many times that I'm not sorry for what I left behind. I became a new person. I was ugly before and he made me a new person. Now that's such a, a huge turning point. And either one or both of you, I'd like you to answer this. But from communism to Christianity, it's polar opposites. There, was there a turning point? Was there a moment when all of a sudden the light came on? Я хочу сказать, что, наверное, где-то к 30 годам у меня стала рушиться моя жизнь. Before I turned 30, everything in my life crashed. My husband left me. I became a sick with no physical causes. Physician even asked me what was going on with me. You are so young and you so ill. What's the reason? Я стала уходить на больничные листы, потому что мне спрашивали, вы такая молодая, что с вами происходит? Что почему I began spending more time in the hospitals. I was bedridden. I started questioning myself. What is going on in my life? No one could answer. Only God gave me the real answer. Почему? Что со мной было? Потому что я жила без него. You told me that you're here today really because of AWR. Would you share that part of the story? We lived in an isolated village. We had no TV, telephone or internet. All we had was the old radio sitting by the window. When we turned it on, on time, we heard the jingle of the AWR radio program, Voice of the Hope. When the radio came on, I froze, because I was hearing on the radio was the answers to all my questions. It was like a direct line to God. I was reading the Bible and searching for answers. We needed somebody to talk to. Because of the voice of hope, we now had someone to talk to, to get answers to our questions. We were so lonely before. Anya, when your mother turned on, heard that first jingle of AWR, did you listen to that? And if so, what did you think? There was nothing else to do, so I listened to radio with my mother. I was happy to learn something new, so I sat with my mother and continued listening. Our way of thinking about life was new and we had a lot of questions and didn't know how to get the answers. The radio program were able to listen to what God had to tell us, especially when we were alone without our other believers. I wanted to learn the Bible deeply, so I sent a letter for the Bible school lessons. They answered my letter and asked me many questions. So, through the correspondence with Voice of Hope, I was able to learn many new things. I'm so proud that I have graduated from the Bible school. 
It is so exciting to me as a, a wonderful young lady. I couldn't help but as you were talking with me to think about being in Red Square the other day and we saw all these young ladies going by. Couldn't have been much younger than you, I don't think, or older, I'm not sure which, but they all had, they all had uh, beer or alcohol in, in their glasses and we see so many others that are drinking. It's so wonderful to hear your story. Я думаю, вот я почему и сказала, что мне повезло больше, что в раннем возрасте я смогла узнать истину и, как говорится, познать Бога. I'm really lucky that from early age I learned what is most important in my life. Jesus was my savior. From bad things he surrounded me and protected me. Otherwise, I could have ruined my life. Хоть было трудно, но я была с Богом. И когда вот благодаря тому, что у меня в раннем возрасте я узнала заповеди Божьи, и я, конечно, уже когда совершит какой-то поступок, he was holding my hands and going with me down the road. This was difficult, but God was with me. Так сказать, что чем потом будет, какие последствия могут быть, поэтому. Because I learned the Bible when I was young, now before I do anything, I'm thinking how it's going to end. Does God like what I'm doing? Are my decisions those that God wants me to make? Jesus is the main point of my life. Everyone I ask, what is going to be the end? All answers you can find in Jesus. I want to tell every young person, if you let Jesus come into your heart, your life will be easier and beautiful because of God. Both of you are here because God worked through AWR. What, what would it have been like? What would your lives be like if AWR hadn't been there? I know, without God, my family and me would be unhappy in this world. Everything in the world is a lie and will be disappear. We have a reason to live now, that is to tell everyone about Jesus and His love. We have to tell others about Jesus because He is coming back as a judge and people need to know and be ready. This is why we live now and we are ready to do this job. And Anya, I can see you're fidgeting because you want to say something about this too. Please share. I'm really happy because we listened to the radio and heard about Jesus and because we are sitting here and sharing our story. Before we had to hide it. Now I have opportunity to tell the world without Jesus my life was a dead end. He gave you life that no one can give you. Little seeds of love in your heart that will grow into a big tree. Humans are really weak, 
everyone has problems. God is really big and strong and good. We have trouble with our family, war, with our health. I thought I was strong and smart, and now when I look back, it was nothing. I could do nothing without God. Only God's love can change people. Everyone can find peace and happiness in Jesus. But it's not just for you. It will reflect to everyone around. You can find happiness in God, but it has to come out and others will see God in you. I want to tell everyone to accept Jesus into your heart with all your mind. Mom, daughter, you're going to make wonderful, <laughs> wonderful part of the family of God in heaven. I tell you, <laughs> it's good to know you. <laughs> what a fantastic story we've heard here today from these two ladies, individuals that have made a change in their life from about as far apart as you can get. On the one hand, committed atheists and communists, to on the other hand, fully committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Sister Larissa here was a uh, person in charge of persecuting Christians against religion in her official job. That's sort of like the Apostle Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians, and then later after that dramatic experience of meeting Jesus Christ on that road to Damascus, he there was committed now to Jesus Christ and became a powerful witness and evangelist for him. That's what AWR is all about. The business and the miracles of changed lives. Won't you support us in our work of reaching other people around the world who need to make that same dramatic change in their lives from unbelief to fully believing in the Lord Jesus? If you'd like to partner with a ministry that's reaching around the world, give us a call today, 1-866-503-3531. Or you can write us at 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904. Or log on to www.awr.org. And thank you for watching. Please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves.